Hey, hey guys, before we start the show, I wanted to remind you guys that if you have been thinking about starting your own podcast or you have a podcast and it just needs a little bit of help, we have the solution for you. Today's show is brought to you by Idea to Launch Academy, the only multicultural podcast academy that to date has helped launch over 500 podcasts. Yep. You heard that right, 500. I mean, anyone can launch a podcast, but it takes lots of hard work and a solid foundation to have a profitable and successful podcast that stands out from the rest. You can Google how to start a podcast and publish it. And then, yeah, who's going to listen? I mean, I have been podcasting for well over a year, and while there have been many milestones and success with this podcast that you are tuned into, the greatest part of it all is building the wonderful relationships and partnerships with some of the best guests and fellow podcasters, and most importantly, the listeners. They are the reason why we're here. Carlo Omeris, the CEO and founder of Idea to Launch, has put together a course that will help you take your podcast from idea to launch in just 30 days with her proven five-phase formula that helped her reach over 100,000 downloads in less than a year without social media presence or any tech background. Also, when you are part of the course, you become a part of a community of podcasters. I'm one of them. And we all help and inspire each other. Use the link in our show description to enroll in the Launcher Podcast in 30 Days 2.0. Let them know that Double Dose of Raw Talk sent you and get the Instagram 101 Crash Course for free. Enrollment is open. Welcome to Double Dose of Raw Talk Podcast, your weekly dose of many discussions and opinions, a show where we get comfortable being uncomfortable. And remember, no topic is off limits. Now let's talk about it. (laughs) Hey guys, welcome back to another week and another episode on Double Dose of Raw Talk podcast with your favorite host, Misty. And today you guys are going to get a solita episode. That's right. It's just me. Um, There is a reason for this. Absolutely. Where this is going to be like a confessional episode with a dose of everything, y'all. Okay, so we're going to dive right in. You guys already know last week's episode with my pretty dope guest. I announced that there is now like a new segment, the way I'm going to kick off the episodes. I used to do it with icebreakers. And of course, it's always amazing and fun, especially with the guests. But I kind of want to make it a more consistent thing. And so this is how I came up with Raw Mess of the Week. And this is going to really pretty much focus on shit that might be happening, you know, let's say in current events that might be relevant to the conversation at hand or just shit that, you know, we could definitely highlight and definitely dive into and talk about, right? And so for Raw Mess of the Week, y'all, I am recording this. (sighs) 
because of course I left it. I didn't leave it to the last minute. I'm going to dive right into what the fuck's been going on with my life, right? But you guys already know, if you've been listening to my minisodes, if you've been listening to my episodes, you guys already know, I do not skip a beat for me to do that. I am taking full risk of just slacking, slacking, because if I skip a beat or a week, I am going to fall all the way fall the fuck back and um that's just not the way to do it right for me for me personally for me it's just I just function a certain way all right y'all so let's dive right into the raw mess of the week and I want to highlight a news that we received today yes it is with current events but also about something that just hits home a little bit and most importantly it's something that has been happening. It's happened to regular people. It's happened to known people, celebrities. You know, today we received the news uh, that, you know, Sir Cosby is walking out of jail uh, free due to a technicality, not innocent, not exonerated, not anything like that. Just he's walking out free uh, because of a technicality with the prosecution um, when they kind of made a deal with him and they didn't abide by that deal. And so that basically means that this man did not get a fair trial because of that. His conviction has been overturned a little background. Sir Cosby, Sir Bill Cosby. Um, I'm giving him a lot of respect right now by even calling him Sir y'all, but he confessed, admitted to, um, in years of his career, drugging women to have sex with them in his home. And of course he is a celebrity, you know, this happened, of course, you know, in an industry that, you know, back in the day, um, you know, things have surfaced about these type of scandals. And even now, even now there are current more modern day celebrities that are involved in very similar scandals. Right. And so the reason why I wanted to highlight this is because, um, I had shared episodes prior to this. I believe it was my second episode recording with Big Sis. Shout out to Big Sis. And in that episode with her, um, I dived, you know, I shined some light on on a few things, but one of them for sure, for sure, for sure was that, and I had confessed it on that episode, I had in the past been um, sexually assaulted. It was at an event. Um, You know, it's something that, and that's just, you know, that particular incident. Um, But it's something that, you know, the reality is you don't forget about shit like that. Shit like that stays with you. Um, Shit like that is something that you remember. You know, for me personally, you know, I've I've had certain encounters of my life where I have been in danger, where I have been triggered uh, because of certain things that have occurred in my life. And so when it comes to hearing that someone is going free because of a technicality issue, um, you know, it just puts a lot into perspective of you know, everything that's trending right now, but it's also not just a trend, right? And and like, listen, I get it. There are people who make up stories about men raping them or assaulting them. Th- that does happen, but there are real victims out there. And so I have to empathize in a situation like this when it comes to victims, because I know for me, there's a reason why I have held on to certain things that have happened to me or I don't feel comfortable sharing not even with my close close family members or with my loved ones about what may or may not have happened to me or what experiences I may have had whether it be as a young lady whether it be as a child 
that I've been able to establish and identify through therapy. And when you think about a situation, and listen, this is someone quote unquote famous, right? Okay, cool. We get it. Legend, you know, Dr. Huxtable, we get it. But it's fucked up. It's fucked up because it makes you think and it makes you wonder. No one who is ever a victim will ever again feel comfortable coming forward to speak up or to say anything. Because if a technicality happens, that person is going to go free. And I was talking to one of my close friends, also has been a guest on this pod a few times. Shout out to my roomie. Um, you know, and I said to him, and I actually tweeted about this shit. I said, well, you know what? At this point, let's just find a technicality to free Britney, Britney Spears with all the shit she's going through. And I'm going to highlight my opinion on that, on the overdose, because this is definitely something I discussed on a previous episode as well. For me, it just comes to a point where it's like, it's fucking crazy to me how regardless of technicalities and quote unquote loopholes, y'all, there's so many regular, regular people behind bars just waiting for a trial date. Still till this day, we're still dealing with a fucked up system like that, right? And here just because of a technicality or is it because of his name, like he's able to go free and what happens to the victims and what happens with how that feels to someone, whether they're famous or not, what happens to, and I say person, because yes, while we know it's women who have come forth, but let's face it, women are not the only victims too. There are instances where men fall also victim to sexual assault and rape in the regular life or in the industries right um it's so disheartening it's so disappointing it's it's i get it i don't get it i it's so easy to say i get it, oh it's the law or i get it like oh you know it's technicality you know i'm not gonna make this all like oh i don't want to make this so angry but there's so many technicalities with other cases where we have fucked up technicalities we have evidence we have video we have footage of what's obvious and only recently can we say oh there's been some form of quote-unquote justice to other injustices that go on in this world too you know so it, it just definitely puts my emotions to work it definitely it definitely puts me in a very uncomfortable space of what something like this can mean for just society in general or victims real victims of you know sexual assault or those type of violations for lack of a better word right now um and I just got triggered and I'm definitely in my emotions so let's move on I wanted to highlight that raw mess of the week um because at the end of the day whether Bill Cosby whether Bob Joe Frank um Lawrence Tom, Tony, um, anybody, right? And I'm just here saying male names because that's the majority of what we do see on TV, on the news. However, that's not the only type of cases in which, you know, someone can violate. Of course, it could be of the opposite, opposite, <laughs> opposite uh, gender identifier. Um, but it just comes to a point where it's like, Let's not turn the blind eye to what it is, right? Again, he was not acquitted. Again, he was not exonerated. Again, this doesn't mean he is innocent. This just means a technicality got him to go free. I needed to get that shit off my messy chest at this moment and keep it all the way raw with how I'm feeling with that shit. And I want to dive right into 
the first segment, which is as raw as it gets, guys. All right. So on this week's minisode, I highlighted a little bit on, you know, a little observation that I made. It's called just the minisode was called just be discreet, sis, um, because uh, y'all, I did so good. I mean, I could have still done better, but I did so good. So here's the thing. If you have not listened to it, take a moment to go back. It's like, I think nine minutes long, my little minisode of this week with my little moment of realization that I'm improving in my abilities and capabilities of being discreet. But y'all, this is a problem I've had since I'm a little girl. Like, I just don't know how to be discreet. But... I was really tested with this shit. Um, this past weekend, I flew back home from dropping my kid off to, in Florida with his other family. And y'all, it was the nightmare trip of a fucking lifetime. Let me explain. Um, I get to the airport on time. First of all, the night before, I was on hold with the airline for like an hour and change. Because I'm like, mm, maybe I could change my flight and leave a, just one day later, right? This was an agreement with everyone in the house right it was kind of like oh maybe you should just stay just one more day we can have fun like just one more day right and so yeah let me clarify one more thing in the house meaning my ex-husband his wife all the children including our child like yeah everybody so i'm trying to do this my son at one point wasn't feeling all the way well he was i think he was starting to get the homesickness we were trying to get him you know spiritually better for me to try and fit into it some more fun with him and and have the whole little transition of him staying right he is a teenager but he's still mama's boy so that was a bus. Um, it didn't fucking happen. I was on hold with the airline for no fucking reason because they gave me some bullshit as excuse that basically just to get another, it was just one fucking day, same time, same like time of like the, 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 the arrival time, like difference, like everything, like there was just not much of a difference except just one fucking day and it was gonna be on a sunday instead of a saturday i would be flying home y'all they wanted to charge double for the difference in the amounts that it that it, the original price was i was like fuck y'all y'all just wasted my motherfucking time so i hung up on them um and i wasn't gonna pay because i didn't pay the first time i'm using vouchers from covid times that done fucked over all my fucking trips listen i get it we was on on, on lockdown I'm using like vouchers. If I didn't pay, then why would I pay now? Right. Okay, cool. So here I am. I'm showing up to the fucking airport, the original date and time I'm supposed to. And what the fuck happens? There's a fucking delay in my flight, a fucking delay, but not just any type of delay. Oh no, ladies and gentlemen, a fucking hour and a half delay. So I'm like, all right, cool. I'm gonna sit here. I'm a fucking wait. sitting there waiting. Next thing you know, more delay, more delay because the plane did arrive late and then they had to disinfect you know the new covid way of disinfecting and cleaning then next thing you know not only do they disinfect and clean but now they want to make the announcement that they have to do a maintenance check to make sure that they can fly the plane to new york city so i'm like okay cool no problem copy heard you understood so we're waiting for this at this point i am boarding a whole two hours and 20 minutes late i'm boarding a two to two hours and 20 minutes late that's that's the time that i'm boarding now to get on this flight that we just got the clearance to get on here's the only good thing about this moment 
when I arrived, I did not have a signed CD. When they assigned me the CD, guess what? They hooked the sister up. They gave me extra room space for my legs. Why did they do that? I really don't know because my little short ass legs did not need all that space, but I took it. I appreciate it. I was in the front of the motherfucking plane. So I get on the damn plane. I see all this extra space. I'm happy. I'm calm, cool, and collective. We're about to take off, y'all. And the pilot now decides to say, well, you know, there's sunny skies here. There's a little bit of storms. There's a little bit of rain. I was talking to my brother earlier. He did say there was like a passing storm in New York City. Okay, cool. Then the pilot, I don't know why the fuck he decided in this moment to share this, but he did. He decides to apologize, I guess, for service recovery reasons for all the delays. But, you know, they had to make an emergency landing out in somewhere, he mentioned. When he said emergency landing, it was at that moment that I just went blank and I blocked out everything else he was saying. And that's why he was late to our airport to pick us up to bring us to New York City. There was an emergency landing due to maintenance check. Um... Y'all, the door was already closed. The plane was already shut. Um, I was not about to be that crazy person who was trying to open the plane so I could get the fuck off because then I'm going to be arrested. I'm going to be one of them little TikTok reels videos on IG that y'all going to be reposting and you're going to recognize it's my little short fucking ass getting arrested, getting dragged off the plane. So my heart stopped when he said that, but I was like, yo, let me say a quick prayer to Jesus, to God, to baby Jesus, to everybody up there to get me fucking safely home, right? Okay, cool. So it was a little turbulent, right? Here is where I really, truly realized the deeper level of the of, of my discretions, just how capable and able I am to my discretion. So there was a lot of discretion practicing going on while I waited throughout this entire delay process at the gate, before I boarded my flight. Y'all, thank God for my shades. Thank God for my laptop that helped me look like I was working while I was truly working, but I'm such a good multitasker. I was able to observe everything that was going on around me. To my left, there was a whole ass lady having an anxiety attack, praying to all gods that her two little girls would just remain seated in their shoulder, not get restless and shut the fuck up. She was speaking to her husband through her teeth, though, because she was trying not to yell at him, but was giving him all sorts of instructions like she was his mama. To my right, there was this amazing, amazing and funny couple. They were definitely maybe like I was they gave me the vibes of a couple that's retired and they just been, you know, traveling. Right. Those were the vibes I got from them. And while they were waiting, while they were delayed, um, they were sitting next to me towards my right hand side. And <laughs> thank God I have my AirPods too, right? Because it, again, it looked like I was working and paying attention to what I was doing on my laptop, which I was, but I was able to listen to what the fuck they were saying. Y'all, they decided in those two hours to just reminisce on their 40 plus years of marriage. They decided to talk about the next trips they're going to take that COVID done fucked up for them but you know they want to stay away from their children they don't want to be around their kids they have had enough of their kids their kids are all grown as fuck as per the man they all they fucking grown as fuck they need to leave me the hell alone those were his words um 
the mom, his wife, she was trying to tell him, oh, you know, but those are our babies forever. And he's just like, no, I'm tired of their bullshit. They got their own fucking kids. They can leave us the fuck alone. We could go wherever the fuck we want. Like, it was just so comical to me because in that moment, I said to myself, yo, that's probably how my mom and my dad be talking shit about me and my siblings. Like, they tired of our bullshit. They tired of us being all up in their fucking business. You know, our parents get to an age where you gotta be on top. Did you go to the doctor? Yo, like, COVID just happened. Are we filling out healthcare proxy forms? What the fuck are we doing? Like, we need to have a lot of shit aligned because God forbid, right? Like, this couple was tired of their kids' shit. And I got it. I understood it. And so on that note, if my siblings are listening, I'm never again asking mommy and daddy none of their bullshit for healthcare proxy forms, advanced directives, powers, powers of attorney. I don't want to know none of that shit. One of y'all better do it, not me. Um, so that was happening to my right. Right in front of me was this lady with a mask on. She was a very lovely lady, right? Now, I consider myself a uh, asthmatic parent guru, right? There, There is a way that you can hear someone cough and you know it's not like an upper respiratory infection type of like, you know, contagious cough. You know it's not like an allergy cough. There's a difference. You know it's not a COVID cough because now, you know, we could people cough too. I know they tell you, oh, it's, it's like the flu, but it's not. Listen, I work in a hospital. You you could you could tell when somebody coming in, like when my son got COVID, like deep down I fucking knew it. Like he looked it. I fucking knew it. Anyway, let me proceed with this moment. So the lady had this really pretty mask. She had very pretty eyes. Um, she was having chips for breakfast. And then since we went into the delay process, she decided to take out her other bag of chips for lunch. Um, and she was drinking water. And she gets on FaceTime with her daughter. And her daughter's like, you know, what's going on or whatever. And she's like, listen, there's delays. What the fuck do you want me to do? And she, now she starts cursing at her daughter, right? What was so amazing about this lady is that Instead of putting her mask on to cough because she was coughing, she kept putting her mask down when she would cough. So her daughter tells her, y'all, AirPods on, my shades on, my laptop open, editing a video all the while. I'm paying attention to everybody all the fuck around me. Like this lady, she starts to tell her daughter, her daughter's like, but ma, cover your mouth when you coughing. And the lady goes, nah, I blow up my mask to cough so they could see that it's not COVID. Because if it was, I would be covering my mask. <laughs> the lady, the daughter's like, ma, you make no fucking sense. Her, the, the lady's like, shut the fuck up. She's like, but she goes, mira, nana, let me tell you what's going on here. Because let me tell you, I've been sitting here for two plus hours waiting. And let me tell you about some people up in here. And this lady just starts telling her daughter everybody's business. She starts just telling the daughter everybody's business in Spanish. And I am dying, guys. I'm dying because everybody around us is not understanding what the fuck she's saying. But she's telling everybody's business to her daughter in Spanish. So, of course, I understand what the fuck she's saying. And I'm just thinking in my head, yo, pero esta señora no es discreta, right? Translation. Yo, but this lady, by no means is she discreet. She don't know no concept of discretion whatsoever. My lady was just like, 
and that one over there, but in Spanish. And yes, allá. And then she started like pointing a little bit with her very long, you know, coral looking nail polish nails. Um, it was just, it was just amazing. It was amazing. And it put me to think, right? It put me to think just about discretion. And that's what really inspired a little bit this week's mini sode. And so my capabilities and abilities of maintaining discreet continued on the flight. I was in between two people. Um <laughs> Again, a lot of leg space, a lot of room, a lot of leg room space. Um, and I decided to, you know, lean back a little bit on my scene, try and take a nap. I was listening to my pods, catching up. Shout out to Everybody Relax Podcast. I was like dying um, during the flight with their side B. Um, while I was tugging and holding on for dear life to my boobs, um, I was very observant while I'm listening to this episode because their episode was about... It was about weird shit that weird people do, right? And I'm looking around me. And now I'm being discreetly observant again. And I'm noticing that the people in front of me, they have a very, like, there's three people in front of me. Y'all, there's a collection of watching TV during a flight. The the two women on each of my sides, their selection of what they were watching on TV. I was just like, yo, the person in front of me, like, that person's weird as fuck. She's watching a whole murder movie, like a Lifetime murder movie. Like, I am watching someone get fucking killed, strangled. On the other side, my other girl is watching The Birdcage. That's a fucking funny as fuck movie. And she's dying. She's cracking up, laughing to the top of her fucking lungs. I can hear her through the airplane engine and my AirPods. That's how loud she's laughing. My lady next to me, the one next to me, bendito, I was, I started praying for her because my girl was just not having any, when any, with any single wave of turbulence, she just was not, my girl was panicking. Turns out she was on, so we were ABC. So she was on CA at the, at the aisle. I was in B, I was in the middle. Turns out her kids and her husband were on the other side. ABC, DEF. They were DEF. And her husband was sitting on D. Y'all, during the whole fucking flight, my girl kept just slapping the shit out of her husband's chest, grabbing his shirt, grabbing his arm, grabbing his hand, closing her eyes, and started praying and breathing and panting for dear fucking life. (sighs) Shout out to my discretion. My abilities of being discreet and not letting that shit get to me. Because when it first happened, it totally did get to me. And I'm going to tell you why it got to me. I don't know if I've said this story before here, but this definitely happened. In 1994, um, the whole family flew off for the summer to Ecuador. But we went in separate flights. Um, So I went with my dad. My mom went with my little brother and her niece and nephew. And then my older siblings went together after her. If I remember correctly, I think my parents planned it like that because they said, oh, you know, one of us fucking dies. The other one has to stay behind with the other children. And of course, I like always wanted to be with my dad. Right. Because I was I'm daddy's little girl. Um, but long story short, on our way back, we flew the same way and I flew back with my dad. And it was those massive American Airlines airplanes. I don't know if any of you guys remember, but it was the one with the three aisles and like in the middle. It was like those massive, that massive row of seats, right? Like a massive plane. And I remember the pilot announcing, and this is where it all is full circle for me, right? I had to be discreet with myself. I had to be discreet with my own like thoughts and not letting it trigger me. I remember on the flight, 
the pilot announces very unprofessional now that i think of it right so many years later um i was like eight years old he says you know that we're approaching new york city and that there is a major thunderstorm um my dad didn't understand english fully not completely so of course he asked me what did the pilot say and i told him in spanish and on my right hand side i believe my dad was on my left no or I believe he was on my left. I can't fully remember. And on my right hand side, there was this very elderly, very sweet looking African-American lady. And, and she just she just looked like a grandma. Like she just gave that feel. And she realized that my dad didn't speak English fully. And she looked at me and she just kept telling me everything's going to be OK. Everything's going to be OK. She kept telling me like that. And, you know, as we were getting closer and we started feeling the turbulence a lot. I remember my dad grabbed my hand and he held on to my hand on, on my other side. And I, I do believe I recall my dad telling me that he loves me um, because at that point, the pilot said that it was going to be a very rough landing. And I will never forget. He said, God, help us. Um, <laughs> I remember looking to the left. I believe it was the left hand side. Um, and I could see the people near the window. They lifted and all we saw was a bunch of fucking water literally just hitting the fucking plane. Um, and we landed and I will never forget the fucking place. Like it just, you know, when they, when a car skid, like, a, you know, it skidded the runway, like it, like you could hear it, you can hear it. Um, it was a really, really hard landing. It was, it was a hard landing. It was a scary landing. That was the onset of like my anxiety with flying and turbulence. Um, and I think it was, me being discreet with myself, knowing that when the pilot originally said that they had to do an emergency landing for, um, you know, maintenance check, um, I had to be discreet with my own triggers at that moment. Um, because instantly I thought of that moment. I thought of that moment. Um, but I do want to say that even with my own discretion, shout out to y'all who are probably weird as fuck. Again, shout out to everybody relax podcast for that. Um, or maybe just unique as fuck that, on a flight, you are not like me, right? I've been able to in the last year and a half, you know, really get enchanted and charmed up during a flight with podcasts that I know personally. Um, but even before that, um, I've always had a playlist, a very long playlist, um, or I've listened to other far more well-known podcasters who have been doing it for far more, for far longer years. Um, and I've done that on a fly. I've paid for wife. I've watched a specific type of movie um, to stay very positive or stay very happy. Right. But even in my discretions, um, I was still able to be nosy and be very observant. And I was still able to be a little bit entertained with what everybody else was watching and, and just be able to observe and take in a little bit about the person that is watching this said movie or this said show the girl on my left on this flight she was playing games like there's there's not like games on a fucking flight like you play games and it was like a jeopardy form of a game and she was playing that and i was playing along with her she just didn't know and you know for me it just comes to the point where it's like i think i figured out a way to balance out my discretions and me not minding the business that pays me. Although I do majority of the time, I'm still nosy. And I've been able to find a balance in that. But I've also been able to realize that even in a moment that is a flight, that is flying, 
um, that is not always my most comfortable space because I do have still triggers. I'm realizing today I still have strong triggers when it comes to flying, um, obviously as a passenger, um, because of what happened when I was eight years old. Maybe this is something I want to dive into with my therapist and I'll keep you guys posted on that. Um, you know, I, I, I'm figuring out other ways to be able to soothe that, to be able to still continue with composure and, and remain in control of my situation. Um, because like I said, the moment he said there was an emergency landing, I almost became that person that was going to be going viral, trying to open up that motherfucking plane, um, the door. So yeah, there goes my little balance <laughs> on discretion, on people not minding their business, um, overly blunt people, nosy as fuck people, weird people, unique people, all because of flight motherfucking delays. Um, but that was pretty entertaining. It was pretty dope. And I'm wondering if you guys have ever been in in such a headspace on a flight that you've ever observed. Not what you're watching or not what you're doing, but your ability is to be so multitasking that you're able to be in your zone and still look around you and see what everybody else is fucking doing. And how does that help you? Does that even help you? Because I, I just learned, honestly, it didn't hit me until the wait time where it became silence that I had just left my son and that disconnection was happening. Um, and the separation and anxiety was kicking in because yes, it still kicks into me. Even though I talk a lot of shit that I needed this break, I miss my kid. Um, and I did cry already several times, but they were short cries. They were not very long cries. Um, and normally I would say I would be swimming in my own tears throughout the whole fucking flight, but that didn't happen because there was so much going on. I was, totally distracted while still focused um and that was because I was able to be nosy while still having a sense of discretion it was so weird but it made perfect sense for me so let me know if you guys have been catching flights lately how has that experience been for you because I know some of y'all experiencing fucking delays and I know there's so much that we observe it with our mask on and our shades on so let a girl know all right Hey, I hope you're enjoying the show. We're on a quick break right now just to remind you to visit our www.doubledoseofrawtalk.store and get your podcast merch and rep with your favorite host, Miss D. And of course, my ebook is still available, My Journal to Self-Love. You know, it's my experience and a dose on how to build and rebuild your confidence and be confident. So, go support the show. So we're going to go into the next segment, which is the double or nothing. And in this segment, I wanted to highlight something. Um, not highlight. Let me be real. Let me be raw. I'm going to confess something. I wanted to confess something, share a little bit more with you guys about this part of my life, because I think it's the right thing to do. Um, I have been trying to not do so because I wanted to maintain, you know, if the right word is professional, I wanted to maintain, again, discreet, um, because not everything is always meant to be shared. 
But I feel like after the last maybe two weeks of events that have been happening on a very personal note, I think it's important to share a little bit of it and to share a strong message that I'm taking with this and I'm learning. I, I announced last week with two weeks ago um, during an episode with my son, my very special guest. If you haven't heard that episode, you could definitely go back and listen to it. It is episode 67. Um, he, 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 he gives y'all a dose of his thoughts about his mama. Um, but I announced that I got a new job and that I am leaving this job. And so by the time you hear this, it will be the day before my very last day at this workplace. Um, and now I'm getting emotional. Holy fucking shit. I didn't think that would happen. Um, today I sent out a farewell email to certain team members who I've created great friendships with, great professional relationships with, um, partnerships, collaborations. Um, I pride myself in that. Um, I think I've said this before and I'll say it again. My grandmama always used to say, you know, you got to have pride in your name. Your name is what you have. Your name is what is given to you at the time you're born and is what you die with. So I pride myself in that. Um, when I sent that farewell email today, just letting them know that my last day would be Friday. So again, you guys are listening to this the day before my last day. Um, the responses that I got and the messages that I got were just extremely beautiful. I have been there for almost six years. September would have been six years. And I have probably covered every single floor, every single service line, um, multiple teams. And the knowledge that I've gained from that is unmatched. And that's something that I could never devalue despite of what some of the experiences have been um, in this part of my career. Um, I say that to say, and I'm coming with a strong message on this, and I'm going to confess um, why is it that I'm leaving this place? I do have a full time career that is alongside now with this podcast. <laughs> and, um, but this career has been for 14 years and it has been in a space that, wow, it's been quite a challenge with COVID. Um, this was not my plan for a career. It just ended up being this way. And I still love it. I still love it. I still enjoy what I do. I still find passion in what I do. And I still find dedication and drive and purpose. Um, and I say that to say, when you are someone who has a vision of where you see your success going, um, your career leading its way for you, because I would love to say you're the one who leads the career. No, the career evolves and you're the one who's growing along with it. You know, industries change, different things may happen and then you have to adjust. So the career leads you on a path and you decide if you can stay in this career, if you can stay on this path or if you need a different path of the career or if you just need to leave the career entirely. Unfortunately for my situation, as much as I aspired so much to make this place you know, my for the rest of my life type of thing until I retire or what have you. Um, unfortunately, that was not the case. I had a couple of years ago made it a point to say that I was interested in a higher level. And not only I do I strongly believe that I am absolutely ready and qualified for that, but 
everyone around me who has arrived after me, who I have worked alongside, who I have done for, who I have trained, who I have taught, who I have led, who I have mentored has felt the same exact way, right? And I don't think ever in a million years, despite my abilities to be a very loyal individual and very respectful and very protective of who I believe is my team, I don't think ever in a million years I would think that anyone in a higher level would ever stop me, attempt to, I should say, stop me or block me from those successes. I never thought that anyone would ever sit there and tell me that in their professional opinion, where I've been in this industry far more longer than they have, they felt that I was not ready for that next step. And the reason I think it's time for me to confess is while I am still in this industry that I still do enjoy working in and I still do love, I think it's important to understand that whether it is you are in a creative space, in a podcasting industry, media industry, healthcare industry, hospitality industry, um, education industry, whatever it is, I think the reason why I feel it's important for me to share this part, for me to share that a superior said it to in a very strategically, professionally manipulative way, put me down from my beliefs and my dreams and my passion um, and stop me on my path. I was being led by my career. You know, they were trying to get into my head and make me believe that I wasn't good enough. And I allowed, I allowed it. I let it happen. I think it's important to share that because I know now, I've realized now, never too late, it's all a learning lesson, that that's not the case. Um, a few things have happened in the last couple of weeks where this whole time I thought it was just the issue with me. And it turns out it's not. And the reason why I wanted to come to this mic and to share this with you guys is because I think that as we're leading ourselves into these paths, careers that we're building, again, whatever that career looks like to you, I think that we are the only ones, in fact, who stay in our own way. And I think we are the only ones who are truly in a space and in our right to be critical of ourselves while we still find the ability and the capabilities. I've said this before of being our own cheerleaders. Um, I think it's important for us to know that there's always going to be naysayers. There's always going to be people who might very well look at you as a threat or who might very well be so judgmental of who you are and what you represent of where you come from. Because, you know, you're proud of where you come from. You're proud of your story. And so that's not a secret. It doesn't mean you go around sharing it with half the world all the fucking time. But it's just not a secret. And I think that when we believe, you know, my story is not a secret. Like, I am a girl from the Bronx. Let me put my shades on. <laughs> um, you know, that's not a secret. But that was not for anyone to feel like they could hold that against me. And be able to judge me as someone who a strong, assertive, who is able to understand a certain type of a community and to use it against me. I don't think that's what that's supposed to be. I don't think that's what it was supposed to be for me. And I don't think that's what it's supposed to be for anybody. 
you know, we're not supposed to be judged by our backgrounds or by our history or by our stories. We're not supposed to be frowned upon because of where we come from. We're not supposed to be frowned upon because the place where we come from might be frowned upon. We're not supposed to be those people. Um, the other piece of why I wanted to share this, and of course to remind you guys, y'all, if you believe in your fucking work and you know you do a damn good fucking job, do yourself a favor. No, no, when it's time to fucking let go of a place that no longer serves you. Not that you no longer fit into it, not that you no longer belong there, but that they no longer serve you, your purpose, your path, your vision, your mission, your drive your aspirations and your fucking dreams don't let anybody ever make you feel like you're the fucking problem because unless there's fucking write-ups to tell you that which in my case there never has been then you're not the fucking problem um the other piece i wanted to share before we go into the next segment which is the last one um with that being said um i want you guys to remember that as cliche as this may sound y'all the right thing the right moment for you the right space the right place um whatever it is you're praying on is meant for you and it's going to come at the right fucking time like i can't tell you how many applications i submitted i can't tell you for how long i knew i wanted to get out of there i can't tell you how horrible some days truly were episode 67 my son shares with you how some days were just really really bad and he knew and it affected him it affected my home and my space and my family me and my son um I can't tell you how long that has been and how hard that was and and how it felt like it was never gonna happen how it felt at that point even more I was guessing myself even more I was questioning myself like Am I not even good enough on paper? Because they already made me feel like I'm not, right? Um, No, the right one came at the right moment. It came knocking on my door. The right one came at the right moment. The one that ended up aligning and being full circle for a huge part of my aspirations in this, in what turned out to be the industry that I pursued a career in, this aspiration came from way before I even entered college. It came from high school. It came from a place where I was so interested in learning uh, a particular aspect of life, of people, of communities. Um, And I'm actually able to do something in it, pursue further in this area, in this industry. And the great part of this, this opportunity gives me a chance to give back to my own community from where I fucking come from. And you can't fucking beat that shit. Like to give back one way or another, that's fucking amazing. So don't let people stop you. Don't let people stop you in your own tracks. Don't let people stand in the way. Don't allow yourself to do it to yourself just because you let someone get into your head. Don't do that. You are better than that. You are greater than that. You deserve more. You do deserve better. Y'all, in my ebook, I share with you guys, I already mentioned it. 
um go copy copy go share let your people know i support the show but the ebook that was one of my lowest fucking points and i figured out a way to get out of that and that's still something a lot of that that i still practice on my worst days on my low points because i still have those i'm just able to manage them better today um but even today as i'm closing out this chapter in my life you know, I was gifted something and I'm going to share it on my social media platforms, something that was pretty dope and something that just adds to what I preach and what I believe in and what I already practice in place. Um, when I say be your own cheerleader and fuel yourself with positive thoughts and affirmations that are going to just strengthen what it is that you want for yourself and from yourself for your life. Um, so yeah, go get the copy, go keep supporting us, go, us go keep supporting me well when i say us you're supporting me and my kid because you know the kid gotta eat so go keep supporting the show keep supporting double dose of misty like i said get you a copy share share the knowledge share the word with other people who may need it because the same way i hope to fuel one of you is the same way i continue to fuel myself um and i do that through these experiences and i felt it was only right to share this piece with you guys i felt it was only right to give a little light and confess a little bit more um the reason why i'm leaving um this place um a place where i've made amazing memories and it kills me that i won't be working with some of the best people i've ever worked with in my life but um my worth is far more important so is my sanity so is my peace my health um i know my value and no one no one should ever feel like they have a key to devalue me absolutely not all right, so the last segment of the show is the overdose. Okay, so on this overdose, I'm going to highlight it. In a previous episode, <laughs> this one was with Shay. I'm going to notate in the show notes what episodes those were. So you guys could definitely go back. If you haven't listened to it already, you should definitely go back and listen to those episodes because those were amazing, amazing guests. Shay is from Another Shot Podcast. Um, definitely one of my faves, um, both Shay and the show. She is co-host with her husband, Chris. Um, so pretty dope show. But I had Shay on my, I had Shay on my show. Ooh, I had Shay on my show um, twice, I believe. And it was on the second one that we did highlight this shit show um with this overdose and this is definitely going to be a little bit of a of a rant here we highlighted the entire situation with britney spears britney spears is a singer if you've been living under a rock and you don't know who she is look her up on that episode and again so I'll, I'll notate that in the show notes on that episode we definitely highlighted um a documentary about her uh that was released and this whole conservatorship fucking bullshit Basically, her dad, somehow, somewhere along the line, someone deemed her to not be capable to make decisions for herself or to not be in the right mind of it. The woman has lost her career, has lost her children. Don't get it twisted. She definitely been through some shit, um, but has lost her right to her own life. And because it's because of her father, her father has made this happen. Apparently, it's really hard to get out of a conservatorship. We learned that during the documentary and we've learned that today. Let me tell you, in more recent news, while technicalities are getting certain people out of, you know, their sentences and their verdicts being overturned, despite the fact that they've admitted to drugging women and, you know, raping them, um, technicalities are non-existent to conservatorships in California or probably anywhere where conservatorships fucking exists britney spears father sweet lord my god 
who just who decides to rule his daughter's life to the point sir and this is where my overdose falls into to the point that you get to tell her she cannot take out her iud like are we really truly living in a world where states are passing laws that a woman does not have a right to choose and be pro-choice even in the event that she gets raped and needs to have an abortion, yes, look that up. There are some states like this already, and it's going to keep happening because this is just what happens to women. Um, on top of that, we're looking at someone who's quote unquote famous. Her, she can't take out an IUD because she, like, she wants to have a family in the future. She wants to break free from this conservatorship of her father making all her decisions, including not being allowed to take out an IUD. Who has, who in their right mind, ever gets to decide what a woman should do or not do with her body? And furthermore, what kind of a father? does that at what point obviously you know through the conservatorship she's basically providing for everyone who benefits from this paying them they're making money off of her they're banking off of her like obviously right Th this is how this shit works so i get it i would love to say who in their right mind what kind of father would do such a thing the father who lives off of his daughter's you know work because he tells her what to do um but it's disgusting it's just it's disgusting i i i've just reached a whole new perspective in life of just how fucked up life is of just how fucked up some of these systems are some of these laws are some of these states are like you know to allow certain things like this um and if you notice i took you on 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 a ride here on a dose of <laughs> the shit that some of us women have to go through the shit that some of us women do have to face the shit that you know some of us have to overcome fight through and overcome you know, and, 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 and come up from under and, and to breathe and to survive. And, and, and that's not even guaranteeing that we won the fight, <laughs> you know, for Britney Spears, it breaks my heart. For one, I was definitely truly a fan as, as a young teenager of her music and just her, um, and it breaks my heart to hear, it doesn't matter in my book that she is Britney Spears. I mean, it does, but it doesn't. Again, how dare anybody tell a woman that she cannot take out her IUD and she cannot live her life and she cannot have a family and she cannot procreate and she cannot have a life in general and make her own decisions. Um, there is a whole audio on this and it's just heartbreaking. It's, like I said before, disgusting. And I don't know if this girl has, this woman, I should say, has any hope. Just today it was released that, you know, her plea to be free from her own father from this conservatorship was denied. This person will shall remain in place. This person shall still dictate her life and her every move, including keeping this motherfucking IUD inside of her. Um, and I just needed to get the shit off my chest. I hope that there is a better side to fucking humanity where there's not so many technicalities getting certain people off and there is more justice for those who deserve it. Um, I hope we live in a world where some of us can truly, and listen, I understand fucking corporate America, but some of us can truly have real leaders that actually want to lead, lead people into success. How about that? And on that note, guys, <laughs> there goes this very intense Solita episode. I mean, I was pretty discreet, I think. What y'all think? Let me know. Um, 
but it's definitely full of confession um, and definitely just sentiments um, and thoughts. And I figure ever so often it's pretty dope to give you guys a very personal, intimate, longer, segmented, segmented, segmental. I don't even know which one is the right word. Um, double dose of Misty on this here show double dose of raw talk and as always this has been another week and another episode and you guys will tune in next week bye don't forget to follow us on instagram and twitter and we are live on your favorite podcast streaming platform make sure to tell a friend to tell a friend to subscribe rate and review talk to you later bye